Hi everyone, welcome back to our podcast, Dog in the Dorm. I am Katie. And I'm Caitlin. And we will be your host today, like always, that doesn't change. So you hopefully just listened to our introduction so you know a little bit more about us. Mm -hmm. So we're going to go a little bit more into detail now about why there's a dog in the dorm as who our third co-host, our third roommate, as we always joke, which is hilarious. I love to joke that we have a third hairy roommate. Um, She leaves her prints everywhere. She wakes me up in the middle of the night to kiss my face. It's hilarious. So you'll hear those jokes, I'm sure, throughout the show about Athena. So we'd like to introduce Athena, what it means actually to have a dog in the dorm, because... As I said before, you know, I mentioned that, like, my roommate has a dog. ESAs, I get, oh my gosh, that's so awesome, that's so perfect for you. Or sometimes I get, like, why, you know? They're not really service dogs, they don't really count. So we're going to go a little bit more into detail about that. Mm -hmm. We're going to discover, we're going to save a lot of our ESA service dog, therapy dog, assistance dog, helper dog, all that kind of stuff for a different episode. But for right now, we're going to talk mostly about Athena, specifically. She's here. Um, Some of her jobs and stuff like that, and a lot about us and our dealings with people when it comes to her in the dorm. Yeah. So, let's make something super clear. So, we're going to define the term emotional support animal or ESA, because they're allowed on our campus here at Carroll, but it's super important that we kind of discuss the difference between an ESA, a service dog, just to, like, cover the basis. Right now, we'll go more into depth later. But just for right now, we're just going to talk about that quick. Yeah. So So. I'm going to quote the little shorts that the ADA has, the Americans Disabilities Act. A service dog is a certified and trained dog or miniature horse in some states to help people with disabilities and like task for them. Mm -hmm. A therapy dog is trained to provide comfort and affection to those in like hospice and hospitals. And then an emotional support animal provides an owner with therapeutic benefits and they don't require training. So I like to think of it as service dog is one-on-one, a medical tool, a therapy dog is one for many, and an ESA is one for one, but is more just support. Yes. So I used to say all the time that an ESA is like just a glorified pet. Yes, Um, and I felt that way too. You know, I get like Facebook ads for these ESA certification programs. Don't trust those. If anyone tells you that you need some sort of legal document, for I shouldn't say legal document because that's not necessarily true, but if they say that you need some sort of like dog like card that says your your dog is a service dog, right? Yeah, that's not true. Th- that doesn't exist. There's They're no just trying to take your money. Like there's literally, no such that's thing it. as a certification. But so she is identified here as an emotional support animal. Yes, and a lot of the online ESA letters that you can get. A lot of them won't provide enough information to be certified. Yes. You can kind of view ESAs as kind of like being prescribed something. So she was prescribed, quote unquote, (laughs) by my psychiatrist, right? And that's why she was accepted because we went over exactly how she helps me and why living without her wouldn't be beneficial. Yeah. And a lot of ESAs are added... And these can be dogs, cats, guinea pigs, lizards, anything. I don't know how they feel about birds, because birds are kind of loud. I don't know. Yeah. I don't have a bird, so I wouldn't know. If anyone ever, if anyone has one, let us know. That is an ESA. Not that, just if you have no, a bird. No, yeah, like, I mean, you know. <laughs> like, cool, you have a bird. Awesome. I love birds. Yeah. And it's, it's a lot of work, at least for me, to get an ESA. And I know there's a lot of that controversy with the airlines. Yeah. And my, my dad's a pilot, so I was very 
involved in that. So we, I, can, we can also have a different. Yeah. And I fly dogs that. internationally, you know, right. at least the last four years, you know. And yeah, I, I know. I've explored all of those laws and routes and stuff like that. And it's so interesting to me. I've always flown with my dogs underneath the plane. I've never falsely claimed that they were service dogs. I want to make that clear. Yeah, that is illegal. Do not do that. Do not do that. Because trust me, you know, I don't know. I'm not going to go too much into politics yeah, with have, that because yeah. we'll save that for a later episode. Yeah. Right. So let's introduce Athena and yeah. then we'll go over a little bit about what the process was for you, Caitlin, to bring her here, mm-hmm. like the paperwork at Carol and a lot of the restrictions and stuff and stuff she's allowed to do, stuff she's not allowed to do, who's allowed to handle her, who's not, right. all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So why don't we introduce Athena first? Yeah. So Athena, she's doing a nice settle behind me. She is a tricolored rough collie. And if you don't know what a rough collie is, if you know who Lassie is, she looks like that, but she's brown, white, and black. And they're the dogs with the long nose, and she's a rough version, so she's very fluffy. She's very soft. She's not supposed to be soft by breed standard, but I like that she's soft. <laughs> yes. Um, so that's more what she looks like. She has a very interesting personality. She's yeah. she's, a, she's a bouncy dog. I guess. Yeah. I don't, is that a good way to... Per- yeah, she's very happy. She's a happy dog. She's a little pushy with other dogs. Yeah, I would agree with she, that. She's a little, like... She's bossy. She is bossy. Yeah. And I think a lot of that... The two dogs in my house is, are very pushovery. so... There you, you go. Know, and, you know, the small one isn't a pushover, but she's so small you can shove her aside. <laughs> yeah, so when I decided to go to Carroll, I contacted the Walter Young Center, which, you know, they doesn't don't... make any They sense, don't know, but- that's the, the disabilities office. The disabilities yes. office. And they said, here's all the paper you need. And it was probably like 12 papers or something. But I needed my psychiatry letter, which I had to pay like 80 bucks because my psychiatrist is a lot of money. And we had to go over that and submit that. And then I needed health forms, which they said we just need a, docu- a health document because I was going from Colorado to Wisconsin. So I had more paperwork that I needed to do. Yeah, we should also definitely mention that is... And we'll talk more about, like, the process of bringing the dog here. Yeah. Driving 15 hours. Yeah. So, what is the stuff that Athena is? Where is she allowed to go on campus? So, she's only allowed in the dorm and, like, the stairway to get out. So, I'm supposed to take the fastest way out, which both ways out are about the same. So, and then she's not allowed in communal areas. It's all dependent on college Mm -hmm. if they're allowed in, like, more communal spaces. Most of the time, legally, they should not. Yeah. But she's obviously allowed, like, on front lawn and whatever, because anyone could take their dog on front lawn of their campus. But everywhere, it is not allowed that they can go inside a building, unless approved by literally everyone, and it's, like, supervised and whatnot, because they don't have that coverage under ADA. Mm -hmm. And because ESAs are required to be trained, you know, they're not suited to handle those kind of environments. Right. And, you know, the handlers aren't trained how to handle dogs, right? Yeah, so those are kind of the places that she's allowed to go. And here she's required to be, like, crated when no one's in the room for multiple reasons, of course. You know, they don't want her to eat the furniture. They don't want her to do this or that. Right. Which makes sense. So. Yeah. Yeah. So that was kind of a little bit about Athena and the process of getting like just the paperwork portion right because I do remember that which is kind of ironic if you're someone that needs an ESA it's likely better to avoid those right situations where there's a lot of paperwork and a lot of anxiety but it was really funny because Athena tasks like big emotions for me yes because I experience very big emotions she she would task those and 
one time I was doing the ESA stuff because it's a lot of stuff and I didn't know how to do any of it and it was very confusing because you know they were transitioning between people which I understand I get that right but it was it was hard for me to get in contact with some people and I was confused so every time I do ESA stuff She'd come over and she'd like paw at me in task and I had to like <laughs> sit down on her to depressure. And one time I was doing it and I calmed down and did it again and then I had to calm down. And I did it again and she's like laying on the couch behind me and hear her go <laughs> and she got back <laughs> up again. It was so funny. But yeah, I think it was just a very stressful process and I understand that they want it to be extensive so right. people don't just do it because they feel like it. You know? Yeah. Which yeah, that's important to clarify is if you were going and that's like as, um, again, we'll go more into, like, the politics of ESA service animals, etc., but, like, airlines have certain restrictions on how many animals, how many service dogs they'll allow in cabin, how many dogs in general or animals mm-hmm. they'll allow in cabin. So it's important, then, when you're flying your dog to understand that, as someone who I am friends with several people that have seeing eye dogs, like, mm-hmm. you know, very clearly service dogs, you know, well-trained. They pay thousands and thousands of dollars for them. Oh um, I know, it's ridiculous yeah but you know that work with them every single day and that's the the dog's job is to lead them places so i always think about those kinds of people in my head my friends specifically and i think what if so and so um isn't going to be allowed on the plane because someone's faking a service dog you know and that's not fair yeah and in that podcast i can talk about the other harmful things about faking a service dog is because i'm very involved in that community right. most of my friends are service dog handlers of, mm-hmm. of sorts yeah so we'll save a lot of that for later but yeah. for now we're gonna talk a little bit about like our relationship but we're gonna bring in the dog training aspect to it i promise but we should start <laughs> from the beginning i yeah. think so i found caitlin online in the creepiest way possible the most <laughs> fbi type like you know down like search <laughs> down the rabbit hole way so I found a class of 2026 or something, that's our class number, post about like introducing freshmen. So I saw that online and I was flipping through all the freshmen that they were introducing and it would be a picture, they say their major, their interests, all of that kind of basic stuff. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to try to find someone that was in my major because that was kind of important to me. But for me, and again, we'll talk a little bit more about this later, I think too, it'll come up because we've interacted with people like this but Mm. they list animal behavior as their major and that's totally fine like if you're interested in animals you go for it but I wanted someone that I could talk to about my experiences in the dog world and the animal world in general that was going to be really serious about it and it was you know for me I mean dogs are like literally my whole life yeah like I'm not exaggerating so I wanted to find someone right that was at least there on some you know if it was horses or cows or I don't whatever but something like that Mm -hmm. that I could relate to is kind of being always the weird kid, the dog girl, the horse girl, (laughs) the cow girl, chicken girl, I don't know, whatever it is. But yeah, I mean, always, you know, I had friends, even when I was little, that like didn't want to come over to my house because it smelled like dogs. And I was like, duh, I live with six dogs. What? Like, yeah, you're going to be covered in dog hair. So that kind of stuff, you know. So I wanted someone that I could kind of relate to on that level. So I had a really hard time finding someone like that. And I kept flipping through all these posts and finding all these animal behavior majors. I was like, cool, cool, maybe I'll message this person. I reached out to someone um, who, you know, we're friends with now on campus. Mm -hmm. But that kind of, I don't know, we just didn't, we clicked as friends. But I would be, I am super messy. I would be terrible for her to live with. From some of the stuff she said, and I was like, mm, maybe not. Yeah. Uh, she's super sweet. No, We've talked to her, her a lot. Yeah, she's um, like a good friend now, and that's but, totally fine. You know, 
we just wouldn't live well together, which is totally fine. Yeah, There's nothing she against wouldn't want to live other. with us. It just wouldn't puzzle piece well. No. So I was flipping through, couldn't find anything. I was like, you know, maybe I'll just look at like the tag post. See like if someone's tagged the class of 2026 or something. And her high school, Caitlin's high school had one of their like, I don't know, where they were posting seniors or something. So then I found you and then I found her, you know, her username was tagged too or something. I don't remember exactly what that process was, but I got her Instagram handle. And I reached out to her and I said like, hey, you know, I'm looking for a roommate. I saw that you're going to Carol. I felt kind of creepy about it because I'm like, she wasn't tagged anywhere like specifically, you know, I don't know. It's like looking for a roommate, but I did. And I'm very glad I did. Obviously. Me, me too. I know. <laughs> and I first messaged her because I saw her profile. She had done agility before and I was like, oh my God, this person is perfect. She also goes by Katie, which is funny. At that time she did. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. But I mean, I just, that was like awesome. So I contacted her and I was almost immediately disappointed because, Aww. well, sort of, because <laughs> she said to me, well, that she was going to get a single room because of the dog. She was bringing her dog with her. And I was like, oh my God, what? <laughs> it's like, you were bringing your dog with you. Like, that's awesome. So I was a little disappointed about that. But she said, well, if you're interested in it, like we could probably room together still. So that made me very happy. Mm-hmm. So now we're roommates. We kept that conversation going. Which I'm very happy about. And I will say, you're a lot shorter than I expected you to be. Not like that's a bad thing. We're the same height. But I just expect you oh, to be a very I tall you were person. I was short, like, in my messages. I was like, oh, I'm sorry. No, 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 no. no. Yeah, you were always very friendly. And I was like, oh, good. Oh, okay. So, yeah, I was very glad, obviously, now that I reached out. Because that turned out very well. And we were just laughing about this earlier. I would ask my friends at the end of my senior year, like, in high school, like, how's your roommate search going? And I would, like, just not listen to them the whole time. <laughs> that's so mean. <laughs> And, no, no, I mean, like, you know. No, I know what you mean. Because I was so excited, and I was like, guess what? I met this girl online. Her name is also Katie, and, you know, she loves dogs, and she's bringing her dog with her to move in. They're like, oh, my God. Just stop talking. (laughs) They were all, like, kind of struggling with the roommate search, and I was like, I got really lucky here, okay? Yeah. You know, so that was perfect. And, like, all of my friends were like, yes. Mm -hmm. And you kind of experienced the same thing with your high school friends. Right. That was like, yes, go right on that, because, like, that's a good choice. Yeah, Um, so, yeah. I originally decided I wanted to be in a single because I was like, no one wants to live with a dog because I didn't even want to live with a dog. She's got this huge crate because I ordered a crate that's like too big for her mm-hmm. and I already set it up and all that and I was like, I'll try it and then now I can't return it. So it's a little too big for her, but it's fine. We worked around it, but I was like, no one wants to live with that. I'm going to be annoying because of the reason I have her. I'm going to be too much for these people and no one's going to like me. You know, I went through this spiral and I was like, I'm going to have a single room and because I was like, people would hate me and then maybe there's not enough room in small dorm rooms because right. I, I didn't really exactly know how big our room would be, yeah. which we got, we got a bigger room yeah. because we chose, uh, we didn't get one because she, we have an ESA, but we got one because we chose. We chose a corner room. Yeah. We had to be on the fifth floor, but there's an elevator. So, you know, fifth floor kind of sucks, but there's an elevator. Right. But it's nice because there's no neighbors above us, though, which is fantastic. Yeah, which is nice. But, um, yeah, so I remember when we were on like our dorm selection is i saw this fifth floor room and it's a corner room so we have like like, get it and that's that's the thing if you go to a small college there is literally no dorm room dimensions anywhere Mm -mm. like i scoured the internet trying to find information could not find anything like i found floor plans but no like and like if you compare the sizes like it it doesn't i don't know right it was weird so yeah so we found this corner room like please yes this one this one this one yeah so um yeah that worked out really well it's fantastic big room that we I mean big you know 
as big as a dorm room right. can really get. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know. Yeah. We have a fun little, like, hallway in our... It's really hard to describe, but we have a hallway that leads into our room. Yeah. And other people, you know, just opens the door and there's, there's the room. So it's it's nice. Yeah. Uh, anyway, but I was sitting with a bunch of my friends um, when Katie first texted me and I go, oh, there's this person looking for a roommate. And everyone goes, oh, exciting. Tell me about her. So I opened your profile. I was like, oh, she does agility. Her name's Katie. And I talked about all these things and they're like, she sounds perfect. And I was like, but she probably doesn't want to live with a dog. What if she <laughs> hates me? What if like all these things? And all of my friends were like, shut up. <laughs> Just room with her. She sounds perfect for you. I started talking and I got more excited about it. And I remember telling my therapist and she's like, oh, thank God. She's <laughs> like, you, you isolate and then you harm yourself by isolating. Yeah. And you know, she was like, I was so worried and I'm so fine. I'm glad you got a roommate. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, so, and, and it worked out so well. And for me, I'm very friendly. Like I'm very outgoing, but I'm very particular about my friends who I'm friends with. I'm not saying that anything's wrong with that. Be friends with everyone. Go right ahead. Right. But just the people that I hang around with, I have a lot of pet peeves, like little things I pick up on. And I'm like, you know, I was very glad that I found someone that worked so well with me. I don't know. So, you know, I was just, I was thinking in my head, maybe it'd be better to be in a single too. And I had messaged a few of my adult friends that, like, I'm friends with the woman who used to be in charge of housing here at Carroll. Or kind of, you know, she was pretty involved in it. So I had messaged her and I had asked her about it. And she said, well, you really don't want to be in a single. Like, it's okay, but it's, you'll miss out on so much. Mm-hmm. And I kind of had the same thing where if I get, like, pent up like that, you know, I don't hang out with anybody. I'm very glad that I decided to also have a roommate. Because I'm very particular about people I live with, people I'm friends with. So... <gasps> I had to find someone that was like, I know, (laughs) you should be, yeah. Um, So, yes. So that was kind of a big part of this. And even now, like when I tell my agility friends, adults in the dog sport world, like, oh, my roommate has a dog. And they're like, oh my gosh, that's awesome. Mm -hmm. But that's kind of something I was laughing about when I was first, you know, going to move into college and stuff before I had even messaged you. I was like, maybe this will be the first time in my life I'm not covered (laughs) in dog hair. No, nope. And I have like literally the hairiest, yeah, one of the hairiest dogs you could possibly live with. I mean, it's a rough collie. Yeah, I mean they don't like shed like retrievers do. Yes, but they have that blowout. It's a long hair. It's not like you won't see it. No, it's you're like, is this mine or is this the dog? They're like eight inches. Like they're they're long. That's long hair. Yeah, yeah. So that was kind of a fun part of our little story. So moving in was. Stressful. It was stressful. But any sort of moving in is stressful, of course. But when you have, like, a humongous crate, like, what is it? It's, like, I don't it's remember. It's huge. It's, it's like, like, five feet tall. Like, yeah. five feet, not five feet tall, but, like, five feet That's long, what, I think. What if I just get the measurements right yeah, now? Yeah, we were measuring it just Same. a little bit ago, trying to, like, move stuff around in our dorm. But, yeah, I mean, it's humongous. It's, like, bigger than any regular crate. Oh, she's measuring it right now. How long is it? Thirty. So it's 30 inches by... 48. Yeah. 48. Yeah, so that's like... And 32 high. So it's humongous. It's it's gigantic, right? What is it? That was like the... That was like the third thing I ever said to you. I go, her crate's huge. Yes. Because I I didn't... I mean, I had enough money to buy another one, but I was like, I don't want to. Yes. I mean, and it's a nice crate for her because she needs that kind of space, you know. Right. And she does fantastic. enjoy more space than smaller space, right? Yes. Which we can go into a little bit. Um, yeah. And that it actually ended up working out really well because of the way we split up 
the room, kind yeah, of. we kind of split it in half. Yeah, sort of. So, like, the crate is on Caitlin's half, and I have my half off. And I don't necessarily have, like, more space, per se, but, um, you know, the crate. The crate's kind of nice, because we, like, just throw stuff yeah, on top of it. Yeah, it's like a table half it's the our, time. It's our junk table. It's our junk table. Except all, t- all of our tables. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're both very messy. Yeah. And yeah. we're very, we're very similar. It's, I would talk to people after we, like, we shared... Like, are we night people? Do we like waking up? You know, all these, and we're, like, the same. And it I know. freaked me out. We, like, sleep in always. We are like very much so. doppelganger. Yeah. It's a little strange. And, yeah. But, I mean, obviously it worked out well, so. It did. It I'm not really did. Sad. So, the crate thing was, and I remember, like, we first lofted our beds because we thought that would be a good idea. But the issue was, is, like, if Athena wants to climb in the bed at night, which is fair, I think, you know, there's not a lot of space for her to have, like, a gigantic comfy dog bed. She's not going to be able to. there's a behind you, a gigantic I'm sitting on the gigantic fluffy dog bed, and Athena's, you know, lying on the rug on the floor. Um, no, but, you know, that kind of stuff. So we had lofted our beds, and, like, we're like, mm, you know, this isn't as fun. And I'm very glad we ended up putting our beds on the ground, and we found a good space for the crate and everything. It, like, worked out really well. But, yeah, I know that was, like, the first thing when we moved in. was, like, our dads were, like, oh my God. trying to get their heads together, trying to figure out, like, how to set up this bed. You know, this room, it was, like, I don't know, it's hilarious. Yeah, and it was, like, a lot of people in one room, and I just wanted to, like, say hello to you. I know. But then it was, like, too much, and, you I mean, know. what? Yeah, you had your mom, your dad, my uh, brother. and your brother, and then I had my dad, a family friend of ours, and my brother, too, so... I mean, it was like eight people. It was eight people in our tiny dorm room. And it, it was hot. It was, it was hot that day. Yeah. And I had the dog in the car. Mm-hmm. But I open, I have, I have like a, I, I could open the back to let her breathe. But it's like a lot of people and I'm like scared. I know. And, you know, I just, I don't know. Well, and that's the thing. For those of you who know, when you walk around with the dog, and I felt this way in a foreign country where they speak a foreign language to me and it's really hard. You instantly become, like, a thousand times more approachable for some reason. People yeah. feel the, like, desire to approach you, which I get. It's a dog. But if you don't want to approach people, if it's 100,000 degrees outside and it's humid, like it was that day when we moved in, and you just want to go back inside and lie down on your bed, like, mm-hmm. no, you know? So that kind of stuff is hard. So I'm sure that was part of that for you, too. Yeah. And that was part of it, like, even when we moved in, is, like, our floor mats were, like, all over us i think for the first few days realizing mm-hmm. there was a dog you know so that was kind of i don't know yeah and it was definitely hard because well i don't know what it was like for you but you know you were able to wake up one morning and just drive over mm-hmm. but i had to it was a whole week thing yeah that i have to prepare and do all these things yeah and you know i get here like not even 24 hours before i start moving in yeah yeah because your was, drive was what like how, to- how how many days was I driving? I think only, like, two and a half days of driving. Yeah. Because with only. Sarah, it was, like, five. So... Yeah. Her sister, her twin um, sister goes to school in Vermont. So yes. we should mention yeah. that. Cause uh, yeah. That's part of... That's who Sarah is. Yeah. Guys. If you hear... <laughs> if our jingle becomes cello, that will be her. Yes. Little Miss Cello Performance Major yeah, she's in excellent. Vermont. Oh, my gosh. That's awesome. Isn't that cool? But anyways, yeah. So, I know it was... For me, I'm... About, I think it's 43 minutes exactly from my house. So I go home on the weekends. My parents are dog groomers. So I help out at the shop. I do full dog grooms now, like the full thing. It was just super fun. And it's a fantastic skill to have. Fun. It's a it's a fun job. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's unusual. When I tell my friends, like, I'm a dog groomer. They're like, oh, okay. You know? <laughs> I mean, they're not surprised once they get to know me and the dog thing. 
but it's just unusual. You know, my friends work as like lifeguards or food service people or, you know, that kind of stuff. And I can say, I'm a dog groomer. <laughs> okay. So that's kind of fun. And we'll talk more about dog grooming. I'm sure it'll come up in a future episode. Maybe we'll just do one episode about it. I don't know. But we'll mention it for sure because I have a lot to say about dog grooming. That is for sure. Um, but yeah, so for me, it's about 43 minutes. So I typically go home on the weekends because I don't, I was lucky enough to be able to get my schedule where I only... I don't have classes on Friday and Monday, so I have the whole... I have a four-day weekend every single week, which is awesome. Four. One, two, oh, yeah. Four days? I yeah. was like, that's five. No. That doesn't work. <laughs> so I can go home and see my dogs whenever I want, so I don't feel the desire to have a I dog. I get to see my dog all the time. You live with your dog still. She's what? A pain. I hate I know. It. So we'll talk about that, too. Yeah. So, yeah. So the crate being a big thing, we had this gate that we have set up. Yeah, I paid, like... I wanted to get a gate that would you know, be up so that, you know, she's not much of a, she's not a bolter. If she's gonna walk out of the room, she does it calmly and then comes back in. But I was like, I want to get, I want to like be able to open the door and people can just come by and say hi without her like getting up all in their business. So I got this gate. All right. Same one that I have at home. We have like a million gates at home, but you can like open it with like a latch. Mm -hmm. And I asked the college if that would be okay. And they said yes. And so I left it up. And then they contacted me and said, oh, you left it up overnight? I was like, yeah. <laughs> and they said, you know, make sure we're not violating any fire codes. Yeah. So then I had to take it down. And I can only put it up if we're opening the door. Yeah. So now I have this expensive gate that does nothing. You know? Yeah. It was that a little sucks. frustrating, which I understand. They've never, like, dealt with that before. This is right. a very new thing. So I'm not, you know, it was just like, oh, okay. Right. Well, and, like, with our RA, it's just, what? one door two doors down yeah not the room next door but the room after that yeah, yeah so like all of this dog stuff i'm sure is a little unusual for her i mean i'm sure right. it was mentioned obviously in her RA training I, but at least i hope i hope yeah <laughs> but you know i'm sure she doesn't understand all of the details about it and i'm pretty sure like they couldn't have us with the ra below us because the ra below us has a cat yeah as her esa yeah and i'm like that wouldn't be allowed probably yeah i don't know to have a a cat and a dog what cat dog so yeah so that was always and the crate issue besides the fact athena took a little bit to adjust to her new life in our tiny dorm room a while yeah so yeah that was that was an issue for a while she was barking Mm -hmm. and obviously when you live in this close quarters with people and as anyone knows who stayed in a dorm room before the walls are like made out of paper ours are bricks but they're pretty thin but believe it or not they're like really thin i don't know how that they're like hollow i don't know porous yeah Yeah. i mean i guess all bricks are porous but you know what i mean yeah yeah so she had a lot of like crate anxiety and i'm sure just me leaving she's like where are we what is yeah. happening and she had traveled these these many days going to random hotel rooms and you know being in a crate for so long and getting out for like a few minutes and then right. we gotta go back just having all of these strange things happening so you know she this wasn't like a safe haven yet she didn't know that this was like a safe right. place yet so you know, I put her in the crate and I'd leave. And I don't know if she's barking. She wouldn't bark, like, when we left. Or if she did, I'd come back. I'd, like, knock on the door, do something. Right. Which, that's not personally how I wanted to train it. The way I would train it would have taken two weeks. Yeah. Because that's how I trained her at home. It was, like, about two weeks. But if you're but, afraid of someone, you know, knocking on your RIA's door, saying, like, hey, I had enough of this. I'm trying to take a nap at... Well, I think. If you're trying to take a nap at noon, I think that's fine. But 
you know, I shouldn't, you shouldn't really be complaining if there's like noises going on. Or know, but, but still, it's, yeah, you I, know, it's, it's loud. You're already kind of in touchy waters because you're more paperwork for the RA. You're more paperwork for the school in general. So like, right. obviously you don't want to push your luck any longer than you, yeah, yeah, yeah. you have to for it. So, and I know that's, like, your thing. It's, like, I'm talking about it. But super hard for me. But now I like Athena. You know? She's, like, a nice addition to my college experience. Yeah. And I'm not even held responsible for her. Just me. Always me. Um, Yeah. So, yeah, that was always kind of a a thing. And, yeah, the first two weeks, I know, were rough. I could go home. So that was nice for me. And I could, like, you know, if I was sad or... Personally, for me, it wasn't that hard to adjust for college because I was so close, you know? Right. So if I was missing my dogs at home, I just go home. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. But I know for you it probably was a little bit more difficult. Right. Especially with I think one of the I was I adjusted well and then like the first time you left it was really weird for me. Because yeah. I'm a twin. I've been used to sharing a space for a long time. My sister and I, Sarah, we used to share a room together and then we separated into different rooms, but we had a Jack and Jill bathroom. So we still shared the space and we would spend a lot of time together. Right. So living alone for like four days was really strange for me and I didn't know really what to do with myself. Right. And so I, I felt very alone and which that's one of the benefits of an ESA. I, w- I took her out just to main lawn and there was like an event going on and I just, you know, stayed in the background because she was a little stressed and people came up and said hi. So I met some people. Yeah. So the dog is like an icebreaker, a very soft oh, definitely. way to be approachable and whatnot. Yeah. And even I mention that, like when I meet new people, I say, oh yeah, my roommate is Caitlin. She's got the, the collie that you say that you might see around. I'm like, oh yeah, you know, I've seen her before. I know who she is or, you know, whatever. So like, that's one thing for me yeah. too. At is... least I know I'll be remembered. Yes. <laughs> or at least Athena will be remembered. Yes. Yeah. So people... I'm just that blob that's next to it. <laughs> next to the collie, yeah. So, and that's something we'll also cover a little bit is people on campus and like their oh, interactions yeah. with us with the dog. I've I've noticed a lot and I'm not bashing anyone or anything, but people about our age, about eighteen in the college, you know, kind of time, they're very good at not just petting the dog. Mm-hmm. And Athena, she's very friendly. She wants to say hi to everyone, which I consider very rude behavior. Right. And we can go more into rude behaviors and whatnot and about all that fun stuff. But you know, even if a dog's lunging to say hi to me, I still don't say hi unless right. the owner says you can say hi. So unless she's like lunging to smell, they like stick their hand out. Which don't don't do that. We we'll talk about that too. That's definitely an episode topic. That's definitely a huge greeting dog. Yeah. But a lot of them are like, oh, can I? Pet? I always wear a treat pouch because right. Athena's very treat motivated, and <laughs> it gives me something to do as well. Oh, you ch- you cheater! She's <gasps> stealing the treat Naughty, the treats on the floor right now. So excuse the Naughty. the noise. She's being naughty. <sighs> She said she's had enough. Good, Good job. <laughs> We're talking about her, but not doing anything with her. And that she's makes like, her very fair. upset. Not fair. What are we talking about? Yes. So, I mean, all of it is, you know. Oh, yeah. A lot of people ask to pet. And I've noticed that older people or, you know, kids, I understand more with kids, they they just think that they can pet my dog, right. you know, without me asking. And that's one of the reasons why she got so stressed in public is because people would touch her. Because as someone who... I have uh, dog reactive dogs. Don't. I know. Right. I have dog reactive dogs, not people reactive. Because I have golden retrievers and Irish setters, so they're not... I mean, normally, they're not people reactive breeds. Um, The Irish setters are not reactive breeds, like, even in the slightest. That's all out of nowhere. Get back. (laughs) She's removed herself from her spot now. Naughties. 
Yeah. So, I mean, all of that, you know, and again, we'll talk more about how to greet a dog because I feel like that's super that's a important very good one that to discuss. Talk about, yeah. And we'll talk about that reactive and aggressive terminology. I don't, I don't because think I even know those. That's important to me. And that's because I have a dog reactive dog. Jeff, my, my heart dog, my love, the love of my life. He had Parvo when he was really little. And I think that was... Topic. Yeah, I know. I think that was a big part of his He's development. So he yeah. missed out on so much of that dog-to-dog contact and he doesn't understand so because for him i think it's out of fear just because he doesn't i don't know we'll never know you know he's what nine now so you know he lives by himself he has the cat he loves my cat i think it's they sleep on the same bed together it's so cute i love them they're such a pair but so for him you know it's he he's just dog reactive so that kind of stuff is super important to me because if he were to do anything to another dog, it would 100% be my fault, but I'm asking for your kindness and your cooperation with me to not let your dog come up to, well, you shouldn't let your dog come up to any stranger's dog regardless, but not come up to my dog. So, you know, that kind of stuff. We'll talk more about that in our, like, greeting dogs. We'll definitely make that an episode. We talk g- about- we got to make an episode for your, all your dogs. Yeah, I know. I'll do my two minutes of my, my other dogs. Then you got your six. <laughs> so, yeah. So, we'll talk more about that later. But, yeah. So, that's kind of all stuff that we've- dealt with on campus and yeah i mean the dog thing is so awesome and it's so unique for us mm-hmm. because like and i always bring the story up i don't know why i like telling the story so much you do it's, it's awesome. funny but there was a guy who was we're on a, our floor is all girls but there was a guy up here i don't know co-ed building yeah we're a co-ed building uh, so sex specific floors yeah. yeah so there was a guy up here on the on, the, on our floor and he was talking to a girl or something i don't know whatever and they were going into a room and um you know, just laughing or I don't know, whatever they were doing. But I think she was barking or something. I don't remember. And I was just coming out of the room. I don't know. Something was going on. And he had said something about, oh my gosh, there's a dog on your floor? She said, yeah, yeah, there is. And I was like, do I take that personally? I don't know. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know, man. So that kind of stuff. Yeah. But the, the reaction I get from a lot of people when I say like, I live with a dog in my college dorm. It's just like, I don't know the most interesting thing i think because it's very unusual and i find when people ask people expect a lot of explanations if i say i have my dog they're like why and i'm like that's personal and i don't really want to say it and you know it'll probably end up being told on the podcast anyway but it it's not something you ask you know right like a lot i half my service dog friends i don't even know what their dogs are for i don't because it, it doesn't matter right that you don't need to give anyone a reason other than like you know the law right yeah and we'll discuss more of that when we talk about ada law and stuff like what they're allowed to ask you what information you know that they're allowed allowed to to do yeah Yeah. that kind of stuff like what what is the because yeah i mean this is a free country so people are allowed to do what they want but to a certain extent of course there's always a catch so yeah we'll definitely talk more about that you know what it means to be a service dog what what that kind of stuff maybe we'll have someone on here who has a service dog I could, Actually, I could invite some, one of, invite my some of your some of my friends. I think that I would bet, be awesome. I bet they'd love that. Okay. So yeah, I mean that kind of stuff is um, yeah. interesting. I think. Yeah. So I want to talk about a little bit like what being the handler of the ESA is like, and if if you're thinking about getting one, think about getting an ESA that's not a canine. I'm not really the person to talk to because I don't know what it's like to own one of those. Like I'm sure like if you have a gecko or something, you know, it's a little bit. I don't want to say it's easier, but it's a little bit easier, right? Yes. Um, but having a dog is a lot harder than a cat. A dorm life, you know? 
Yeah, because they and, have to go for walks every right, single right. day. <laughs> so, yeah, and that's... So, I... If I did not need her, I would absolutely not have taken her. Because, well, one, I didn't need her. But it's it's such a hassle, and it's so... It's so much more work. More than, like, half my life on the college is her. Yeah. And, you know, if you don't... You know, sometimes I feel like I can't do as many things on campus because I have to come back and get my dog and whatever. Right. And honestly, sometimes it's nice. If I don't want to do something, I'm like, oh, I got to go back to my room for my dog. You know? Right, yeah. She's a nice excuse, excuse too. too. Yeah. But I wouldn't recommend it if you don't absolutely need it. And I think that's something that you need to talk to your psychiatrist or therapist with for a, a while and figure out it would having that much responsibility be too much mm-hmm. because Athena provides me more of a schedule. She helps me with a routine, you know. Mm-hmm. I try to eat when she eats and I, I'm forced to go outside and without her I might never, you know, wake up to right. go do something because I have to wake up to get her and, you know, all these things. So she helps me with scheduling and since she does task and with the disabilities I have, you know, she corresponds with those and she she tasks and it's really hard to know what it'd be like without her Mm because I haven't experienced dorm life without her so if you are thinking about getting one I would recommend training at least have it go through some obedience thing that they're not reactive and if they are reactive you know some way that you know how to handle it and it's not people reactive it's people reactive I absolutely not I'm sorry you should probably get a different dog for that yeah and it's not a puppy don't, yeah. Yeah, a, don't puppy bring a puppy can't. That's yeah, not a good choice. I think it's. I don't. It doesn't make sense to me that ESAs don't have to be trained. I think that they should. Yes. Be at least like obedience or something. Right. But I think it's important to have a, a dog that is comfortable in a crate or in a small confined area, one that's potty trained, of course, and isn't. You know, you can have a chewer, but that's hard as long as you know like how to. Right. Do all these things and being an experienced kind of handler and understanding that you're going to get a lot of attention. One of the main reasons I tried to have her as a service dog in the first place is because I had anxiety, but that's not going to help. No. You're going to get a lot more attention. Yeah. And depending on your anxiety, you know. And so, and making sure that you'll be able to take care of her because I don't have the grooming table I had at home. So I'm like trying to figure out how to groom her nicely. And I just made this makeshift thing on the side of my bed and it's, it's not as good, which thankfully I have Katie's grooming shop that I can go to. But you know, you got to make sure that you're okay with having this all this money that you got to figure out and depending how far you go you got to change your vets right. and you got to find all of these things mm-hmm. so yeah so i think it you know if you think that it's absolutely beneficial and you know you will cuz the main purpose that ESAs are allowed is because then you're granted equal access mm-hmm. you know that's what that's how they worded it that because i have a dog i'm i have you know, because without her, I wouldn't be able to right. interact with people because I'm too depressed or whatever. I like the surface level of reasons. Right. So I think it's important to understand that it it's not just having a pet and having, oh, fun, I get to see my dog and decompress. No, it's a lot of work. And I got a walker and, you know, all these things. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it's just something to consider. Yeah. And if you have any questions, reach out. You know, obviously, we know a lot about this topic. Yeah. So we should And I'd reach out to your college as well if if you're looking specifically in the college. They should know a little bit of information and, you know, definitely get in contact with more than just me, that everyone has a different experience with that. And if you're deciding between a few dogs or looking for one, the smaller one's probably the better option. Right. Yep. 
Yeah, so we should probably wrap this up. Probably. Because uh, it's kind of late right now. And we know we're college students, but we do have classes tomorrow. Oh, that's crazy. <sighs> I know. We've been on fall break for the last, I don't like, know, long time. Sure. Yeah, so, it, you know, it's weird. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. So, it was wonderful talking yeah. again. You got a little more background and yeah. tangents. This is all just Lots like of tangents. a tangent. Lots of tangents. Talk a lot about future episodes, but you know, you know, we won't be like other podcasts, and we'll actually do them. I know, <gasps> what is crazy? All right, so we will see you guys hopefully next week. Next week, yeah, if we remember, I think to we, record. we like this too much, so we're gonna record a I know. lot. We know? just record all of the episodes, like all at once. All at once, so we'll probably post a lot of episodes, <laughs> probably. Um, so, yeah, all right, anyway. thank you for listening. Yeah.